You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Hey, y'all. Before we get to today's episode, I... um. I wanted to talk to you for a minute. I hope you don't mind. I promise we'll get to the meditation soon. But you know, as I have done this podcast over the years, somehow, even though we are spread out across the world, even though I don't know almost any of your names or faces, I do feel like I know you. I feel like somehow we are in community together. And so even though many, many, many of my listeners are not in Atlanta, Georgia, and have never stepped foot inside the actual physical studio that I co-own, I wanted to just let you know a little bit about what is going on. And so this is being recorded the very last day of June 2020. And we, my business partner and I, have just announced that we will not be reopening Sacred Chill West our yoga and meditation studio. And, you know, there's a myriad of reasons for that, only one of which is the COVID-19 pandemic, but certainly that was the tipping point for us. And while I am beyond heartbroken to be closing this physical space that we've created and practiced in over the last four years, I also know without a shadow of a doubt that my personal work is really to teach, to teach meditation. It's the thing I love to do most in the world. The thing I look forward to every single week is teaching my Monday night meditation class and recording it for this podcast. I love the questions. I love the feedback. I love supporting students in exploring their own meditation practices. And so I will continue doing that. I will still be teaching Monday night meditation in a virtual setting. And now that I don't have the structure of a studio, I'm just opening that class up as a Meryl Arnett studio, so to speak. And so I'm inviting you as listeners, if you're interested in practicing with perhaps more of a sense of community, to consider joining me on Monday nights, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, for a live virtual meditation class. Uh, It's also, all of them will be recorded and put in a video library. So if you are in a different time zone or a different country than me and can't make the live class, you could certainly access the video classes. But they'll be live in a format where you can ask a question, you can check in, and you'll get to see not only my face, but the faces of other students that are practicing just like you in the same moments as you building a network of connection in this time when maybe we're feeling a little bit less connected than we normally would even. So I invite you to consider joining me for one class or a class every week if that feels like something that might support your meditation class. You can go to merylarnett.com, click on classes to access that information. And your first class you get for five bucks if you use the discount code MINDFUL5. 
So those classes will start the first Monday in July and they'll be available ongoing. They will still show up here in this podcast. And, you know, just to let you know a couple things coming down the pike, I am going to start asking for donations through this podcast. If you are listening on a regular basis, if you're getting a lot out of this podcast, even considering donating, you know, $5 a month will go a long way towards making this podcast self-sustaining so that I can continue it long outside um, the existence of a studio that supported it in the past. That would be amazing. Stay tuned for that. And then lastly, I think the thing I'm most excited about is I'm going to be rolling out a membership called Awakened Heart for the students that have been practicing for a while and are really looking to take their meditation practices deeper. So that I will be launching either mid-August or early September with a lot of content around it. I'm really excited to share that with you guys. Thank you for listening this far. Um, Thank you for listening to the podcast every week and being part of this ongoing community. You bring me the greatest joy, and I hope very much that these practices serve you in your everyday lives. Let's get into today's practice. Hey, y'all. Welcome to today's meditation practice. I'm really looking forward to this session today because it's just a little bit different than what I normally offer. I just recently was um, connected to somebody working within the Dalai Lama's organization to share the news that on July 6th, 2020, his 85th birthday, he will be releasing an album titled Inner World. And this album is mantras that the Dalai Lama is reciting set to music, which is significant because he's never before released this style of meditation teaching in an album before. And although I don't teach mantra meditation, I actually practice it almost daily as part of my personal meditation practice. And it led me to think that it might be interesting to offer a podcast episode that is about some of these varying styles of meditation other than what I typically teach, which is mindfulness. And then we'll explore a mantra practice together today. Don't let that scare you off. There is no singing. There's no talking out loud. You can still do this, you know, seated at your desk if you're listening at your desk and nobody will be any wiser. So there, I'm sure you know, are many types of meditation out there with varying titles and schools of thought and teachings around them. And we'll just briefly look at a few of the major ones to help you wrap your brain around what each of these titles means. Many of the meditation schools out there fall under a general umbrella of Buddhism, right? All of the meditation teachings originated out of the teachings given by the Buddha, who was an actual man in an actual place and time. This has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with a god or worship of any type. It is certainly spiritual, I think, um, but it is not religious in any way, shape, or form. It is said that as the Buddha gave his teachings, he gave essentially three cycles of teaching. And although each of the cycles ends up in the same ultimate place, they approach it from a different angle each time. 
And so there are varying schools of, of Buddhist meditation. Roughly, you can divide them up by geography, but more specifically, you can divide them up by which cycle of teaching they focus their practice on. So some of the names you might hear that fall into this umbrella are Vipassana meditation, or um, in the West, it's often called insight meditation, shamatha meditation, or the Shambhala lineage of meditation, even Zen meditation. These all sort of fall within geographic ranges on the East, but they also fall within these specific cycles. And although the teachings themselves on how to meditate or how you will concentrate your mind differs, the end game is the same, right? We're still always working towards this, you know, the most commonly used phrase I think is enlightenment, but ultimately this idea of getting to know the truest form of self, with a capital S, the truest form self, and shed away the sort of egotistical layers that we have built and boxed ourselves into that define us as separate beings in, you know, a one-dimensional reality or something like that, right? So that's the Buddhist umbrella of meditation teachings. Now, what I teach, mindfulness meditation, can really almost fall under that same umbrella because mindfulness was essentially Buddhist meditation teachers from the West who went East, studied from these meditation masters, realized how vital these teachings are and knew that they wouldn't be palatable to many, many Western students. And so they came back and if this is a word, secularized (laughs) the teachings, meaning they removed any reference to the Buddha, they removed anything that felt um, like it was referencing a deity or anything too overtly spiritual, and brought it down to a secular, grounded, everyday application of the practice, right? And that's where I teach from. This was probably most credited to John Kabat-Zinn, who is a a Buddhist meditation student and teacher who came back and created what's now known often as MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, which is a specific type of practice that's usually offered in like an eight-week course. Mindfulness with a lowercase m is what I typically teach. And then there's mantra meditation. Many of you might have heard about transcendental meditation, TM. A lot of celebrities do this type of meditation. And this is actually just a form of mantra. So mantra typically can be defined or translated as a tool for the mind or a thought that protects, that guides, that leads. Mantra, in essence, is another form of an anchor to the present moment. So if you've practiced with me, you know that I define meditation as being in the present moment, 
without judgment, and with compassion. This first step of being in the present moment is where most of us students will spend the majority of our time in the beginning. We are essentially teaching our minds how to concentrate and stay in one place. Most often, I teach that by focusing on the breath. Another form of present moment anchor is mantra. It's the repetition of a word or a phrase. Mantra could be prayer. If you have a religious practice and recite prayers, this is a form of mantra meditation. Mantra can be in any language. It can be any words. Traditionally, though, mantra is in Sanskrit. Sanskrit was the language of the time and the place as meditation was evolving. And it's significant because the vibration of many of the sounds in traditional Sanskrit are said to be awakening to the mind and the soul. You know, what's interesting to me about mantra is that you can find this type of practice across almost all cultures, traditions, time periods, religions, spiritual teachings. This is not relegated to one tiny pocket of practice, but this is a widespread practice for pulling the mind and the spirit into a particular place. Even tracing its way back to the Greek philosopher Pythagoras, right, which is fascinating. He's known for mathematics. He's known for astronomy. But he was also fascinated with the idea that sound affects the physical, emotional, and spiritual experience of a being. And his students, it's said, were instructed to end each day by listening or reciting certain poems or listening to certain pieces of music. And in effect, this is exactly what we are doing with mantra meditation. So I'm trying to think when this was back in 2013, I want to say, I was lucky enough to get to go to India with my yoga teacher and several of his senior teachers at the time. And we had, there was a, a group of women in this group of teachers that had a chanting practice. So once a week, we would get together on a Wednesday morning, and we'd sit in a circle, and we would learn a different mantra and practice it. The traditional practice is to recite it 108 times in, in a seated meditative posture as your meditation practice. So one of these mantras is called the Gayatri mantra, which is quite famous in its, you know, if you practice yoga. And the Gayatri mantra uh, is a mantra to the sun or a mantra to light. It's said to be purifying and enlightening or awakening. And so we went to India and we sat on the banks of the Ganges River one morning as the sun rose and we chanted the Gayatri Mantra 108 times. And to this day, that is one of the most memorable moments of my life. 
And I actually continue to practice with the Gayatri Mantra quite a bit. The idea is our meditation practice is quite the same. We settle our bodies into the shape that we know so well. We relax into our breath, letting our thoughts soften and our focus soften. And certainly you can recite mantras out loud, but I think the real power comes from that internal silent repetition, creating this vibrational pull inside to a focused present moment so that thoughts and feelings and stories can kind of hum along in the background without giving them much thought, without getting sucked into a story. What's interesting about using mantra as the anchor versus the breath is it's really sort of a double benefit anchor, right? It's a tool for the mind, meaning what a tangible thing to pay attention to, something you're reciting over and over and over again versus the subtlety of the breath. Some students, I think, will find mantra much easier to focus on. And equally, mantra meaning a thought that guides or protects or leads, you know, we're subtly setting an intention into this open consciousness that we're creating. There are mantras for everything out there, for healing, for peace, for abundance, for uh, the removal of obstacles. There's mantras for everything out there. We are going to do what's really considered to be sort of a first mantra, a basic level mantra. And the words of this mantra are so hum, so like S-O, so hum. This is Sanskrit. And so hum, it typically means I am who I am or I am that. That being the pure self. Remember, I referred to that capital S self. So the pure self, the self that is larger than these tiny little trappings we've collected over the years as my name is Meryl and I am a meditation teacher and I'm a mom and I'm a part, all of these little tiny titles that we use to define ourselves. I am that is bigger. It's connecting to this larger, more universal experience of self. So, so hum, I am that, or I am who I am. And we're going to practice this together today. So we're going to settle into our practice and we'll just start to feel so hum on the breath. You might even notice that so hum begins to mimic the sound of your breath as we practice. And you don't have to grip on terribly tightly if you get lost or forget and kind of drift away in the same way as we would with the breath when we notice that we've forgotten, we just gently smile and steer ourselves back. And so let's try this together today to see how it feels for you, okay? Come into a comfortable seat. If you've already been seated, you might uncross your legs and cross them the other way. If you're seated in a chair, you'll let your feet rest flat on the earth. Everybody with a nice tall spine Shoulders pressing back and down. 
crown of the head, reaching up. And you might let the eyes gently soften. If that doesn't feel right today, you can always take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And together as a group, let's begin with our breath, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And we'll do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And allowing that breath just to come to its own natural pace. Easy inhales, easy exhales. And you're taking this time to just consciously settle yourself into the practice of meditation. You might even silently say to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And with that invitation, feel yourself truly inhabit your body. Settling fully into your seat, relaxing the hips, the thighs, the feet. Letting the spine feel tall so that you stay awake, even if you have back support today. Gradually relaxing through the muscles of the face. Feeling a sense of space between your eyebrows. A softening across the eyes. Just a softening through the hinge of the jaw. might feel the tongue releasing away from the roof of the mouth. And the shoulders gradually settling back and down. And relaxing across your chest. and down through the muscles of the belly. And as you feel yourself relaxing into this posture, into this moment, you might begin to feel your breath. Drawing the breath in through both nostrils and releasing the air back out through both nostrils. Just tracing this slow, even flow of air. 
don't have to control it too much. I want to be able to breathe comfortably. But perhaps you'll shape the breath enough so that it feels even on inhale and exhale. Smoothing out any hitches, any breaks. Feeling that breath even. Feeling that breath smooth and steady. And just gently guiding the repetition of this phrase on your breath. As you inhale, hearing so. And as you exhale, hearing hum. Inhaling so, exhaling hum, inhaling so, exhaling hum. We're going to stay with this practice in silence for a few minutes here. Just gently keeping the mind concentrated on so hum, so hum. And any time you notice that you've forgotten or gotten lost in a thought, just come back to that repetition. Honing our concentration. So hum. So hum.
feel this next breath, you'll just let go of the mantra. Noticing the quality of your mind in this moment. Wiggling into your fingers and your toes, letting the breath deepen a touch here. When you're ready, you'll bring your palms together in front of your heart like a prayer. Bow your chin down. Together as a group here, let's take a deep breath in and exhale out a sigh. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would take time to leave a review or share this with somebody you think would enjoy it. To learn more about my in-person and virtual offerings, visit MerylArnett.com or check me out on Instagram at MerylArnett. Thanks, y'all. See you next week.